Welcome, everybody, to episode 90 of the 2 on 3 podcast, where it takes an hour for two of your friends to take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at 2 on 3 pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello. at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. Ty is out on the road making a living this week, uh, so I brought in a friend of mine. Our friend, Brian Schwartz. Say hi, Brian. Hey, everybody. What's going on tonight, brother? Yeah, it's going good. Anyway, I'm Chris, and I've been living in the decline of Western civilization for at least 40 years now. And you can find me at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And uh, Brian, where can we find you? Well, I've been living in the decline of Western civilization part two uh, <laughs> for the last 40 plus years. And uh, you can find me at Brian Schwartz 04. The, um, the beauty of... Every time Brian and I get together, we always have to just talk about metal. That's it. Oh, That's yeah. what we do. That's what we do. We either talk about sports or we talk about metal. And today, we're just talking about metal as so that yeah that's what it's going to be for a little while <laughs> anyway so Sit my daughter back, kids so my daughter's upstairs right now she's a, she's playing she's playing sousaphone in the in the in the school band that's an interesting choice of instrument it's i don't think she really had a choice so what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, so so she's a bassoon player by trade okay another in interesting choice of instrument well my wife was a national like a national level bassoon player so we had this beautiful bassoon so she started playing it Dang, anyhow nice. okay but she's been playing that but then she gets bored with it because she plays in in the local youth symphony orchestra cool so to playing it to playing it in uh, middle school is like remedial so, oh i gotcha so she last year she started playing tuba just for kicks and giggles and, you know, she's a functional tubaist. Is that what you call them? A tubist? A tubist. There you go. <laughs> a tubist. <laughs> like she's that. a functional tubist. And so it got out that she was a functional tubist. So when she went to join the marching band, of course, you can't play the bassoon in the marching band. She was going to play the clarinet, which is a a handy instrument, not too bad. And then the, the apparently the, uh, the um, band director got whiffed that she was a functional tubist and, like, strapped on a gigantic sousaphone to her. Now she's like the dude in uh, what's Jimmy Fallon? The Roots. <laughs> she, and, and she has to do dance moves and everything. Oh man! See the dance moves with the tuba are awesome though, because you can like really get busy with it. You know? Yeah, you can whip that thing around. Right. Yeah, it's way yeah. better than like dancing with like a trumpet. You know, <laughs> nobody cares about that. What do you do? Just raise the horn up and down a couple times. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, she's upstairs right now playing the White Stripes on the tuba right now, practicing. Because <laughs> apparently there's there's uh, that, and uh, there's also some boy band tribute, which is terrific like i want it that way and uh, oh that's right up your alley man. i know it's like wow. but i'm not really ready for tuba versions <laughs> those can be really fun though you get sometimes you get like those uh those big band versions of like you know popular songs and i don't know they can be really cool yeah so uh, i haven't had a chance to go see the marching band yet but i'm planning to go on friday so um it is their homecoming so uh, perfect is the weather yeah. holding up for you oh, out there? It, who knows right flip a coin okay you never know Nothing but you played you played in the high school band didn't you did sure. you play did you yeah. play four years did you play all four years yeah yeah four years played the alto sax and uh wish i would have gone like the tenor sax because that might have been more useful like as you go into you know rock music and stuff like that, you know, could have blown some Clarence Clemens, some big man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, unless you're going to be in like you know the 
cherry popping daddies or something, then you're not really playing an alto sax, you know? <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know who I always feel bad for is the, the dude on the football team who's not really a starter. And oh, at yeah. the home games has to go like dresses for football, but then they have to, he has to go play in the band in his football uniform. Yes. Yeah, Did you have to do that as a sophomore? I refused. I, <laughs> I wouldn't do, you do refused? it. I said, no, I really? said, I'm not marching on the field in my football uniform. <laughs> really? It's not a chance. They allowed you to actually decline. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I guess I, when you're a badass, I like, just said, I'm not doing it. You can forget <laughs> it, man. <laughs> Be shame you gonna shame me like that? <laughs> shame you. <laughs> it's brutal. It is brutal to see that poor football player guy out there with his with the band instrument. And yeah, and yeah. there's only ever like one, too. Yeah, so it's like, not like there's like four or five of them to where you're like, okay, you know, we're doing this guys. No, right. You're like the sole survivor <laughs> of that. And it's oh god, it's that's I, that's definitely I think that's I feel like that's a small town thing. I don't think big city I don't think that happens in the big city. No, because like you just play in the band. I mean, football players play football and band members, you know, play band. The big <laughs> right. schools, you know, like, oh, you get those big schools in like Texas and stuff like that. It's like their band is like 500 members or something <laughs> ridiculous, you know? Yeah, high schoolers that play in like a $60 million stadium. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Our buddy, yeah. our buddy CJ. Right. Uh, lives in like one of those like Allen, Texas or some nonsense place like that that has a sixty million dollar high school football stadium. Oh, he sends me tweets and texts all the time with, you know, the stuff going on there. It's insane. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's a college, really. It's really? a high, it's a college disguised as a high school. <laughs> all right. Well the show tonight, uh the typical three segments. Our first segment is uh, about how Rolling Stone knows nothing about hair metal. Uh, we're going to revisit our um, favorite guitar player list with a little twist. And in the third segment, and this is making Brian break out into a cold sweat because he oh, likes God. to be prepared for these kinds of things. You don't understand. He needs, he needs time to prepare. But I'm springing a little game on him in segment three. I can see him getting tight right now. I am. And <laughs> my, wife, my wife just brought in about three fingers of Crown Royal in a glass for me. So I... <laughs> I may need to have that before we start segment three. <laughs> In the OT, we have the Dijatwa and uh, and more t- and more and just a little more talk and whatnot. In the OT, all right. Anyway, man. all right. Let's get this thing started. Segment number one. Now, Rolling Stone magazine recently published a list of what they called the 50 greatest hair metal albums. Yeah. <laughs> coming, coming from Rolling Stone, this ought to be really good. Now, Rolling Stone used to be the the end all be all of this whole of music, and now they're just they're the USA Today now. They they're just it's ridiculous. Everything right. they put out seems seems patently horrible. Right, and billboards kind of become the same way, in my opinion. I don't you think know. you can just you just can't make money anymore in publishing. I think that's what it comes down to. But uh, yeah, they get they get these people together to decide. Um, you know, they try to put together 50, 50 albums of what they might consider the best. Now we won't go through each one of these, but there's there's some shocking, there's some shocking things in here, like, and there's there's there are acts that I've never heard of in here. There's one act that I never heard of. <laughs> Everybody but, else I knew. But if we're if we're just gonna start at fifty, we'll just we'll just I'm gonna hit some of the things. Mr. Big coming in at forty nine seems low. 
Okay. Or do you it like was their, it was, well, it was their second album. So they they put uh, it lean into it. It wasn't their debut album, which had all the kick ass songs on it. So yeah, I don't know. Lean into it was kind of lame. Really, only had the one tune, the um, "To Be with You" was it. So yeah, green tinted green tinted sixties mind is on that record. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Not, not a bad well, song there. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> but right up. Right above them at 48 uh-huh. is a band called Precious Metal that I've never heard of. <laughs> this <laughs> so is, I don't know how they even make the list ahead of anyone like that I've some, heard of. It's like some weak Go-Go's version of, I don't know, if they're playing metal, I have no idea. I've never yeah, heard of them. Never I didn't even them. bother to go listen to it. That's how <laughs> uninterested I was in that band. Um, Lita Ford at 47. That's yeah. what seems about right. Yeah, yeah. Lick it up at forty four. Kiss. Okay. I have a, I have I have funny. This is the lick it up is the is the first no makeup Kiss record. Do you remember how right. big this was? Oh, it was a huge deal. They were on MTV and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Lick it up is still a pretty pretty good video. And Paul Stanley's always Paul Stanley's always awesome. Right. Yeah. He's never not awesome. But no, that was, yeah, when you saw the Lick It Up video, it was the first time anybody had seen any of those dudes without makeup on, and you were freaked out, like, wow, this is insane. <laughs> so, right, yeah, I can see that being on there, easy. Yeah. That's a top 50. All right, Vixen at 43. Now, there's a here's the funny Vixen story. Yeah. You want to tell the funny Vixen story? About Our Lorraine? old friend, yeah, our old friend Lorraine Lewis. Yeah, okay, so... Lorraine Lewis was in this band. Um, oh God, what was their name? Love Lowell. Lo- no, no, no. Well, first the, of all, the she's 80s no, band. Femme Fatale. Femme Fatale, yeah. And which is so- a terrible band. Which was only which is only a vehicle for Lorraine to like show her boobs, kind of. And her butt. Like, she had a really right. nice butt. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we would sit around and watch MTV videos like Beavis and Butthead, you know. And <laughs> Femme Fatale would come on. We were like, oh God, this chick, you know. And yeah. so then waiting yeah. for the big one was their big hit, which is yeah. <laughs> aptly titled. <laughs> so then I get out to Seattle and get in a band. And next thing I know, we're playing with this band called love Lowell. And the lead singer is Lorraine Lewis. And I, it freaked she me could, out. I mean, she that, couldn't be, and she couldn't have been nicer. Oh, she was the nicest chick ever. Yeah, she she couldn't have been she couldn't have been sweeter. But it um, blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, that I used to. You don't want to know what I used to think <laughs> when I watched your videos, right? Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. So come full circle. Now she's singing in the band Vixen. There you go. And it's they were insane. Yeah. Very yeah. fun. And okay. yeah, they were just at the Illinois State Fair, and I blew it. <laughs> totally didn't gone. go. You should have gone. I should have. <laughs> Um, let's see. Striper to Hell with the Devil. Good. That's a good record. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. VVI. VVI. Okay, here. 38, Britney Fox. Now, I was not a Britney Fox fan. Okay. But, however, if I'm listening to Hair Nation and either Girls School or, um... Long, Long way, way to, to love, love come. Yeah, they're, I turned way up. I really oh, like them now. I like them. In fact, Long Way to Love might be my fourth favorite uh, Kiss song. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a great song, though, man. I was listening to it the other day. It was Kid Came on Hair Nation, and I'm like, this is a fantastic song. Like it's well written. You know, it's got 
good melody, you know, total fits the groove of yeah, what they and, were trying to do there, you sure. know. And yeah. the solo just happens to be the same solo from uh, Big Countries in a Big Country. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> that works too then. <laughs> but I thought... Uh, I thought Britney Fox was low. I didn't. I didn't think Rolling Stone gave him enough love here. Thirty-eight seemed yeah. low to me. All right. What else? What else do you see? What else caught your eyes? We went through here. Um. So just as we kind of make our way, you know, up to the top of the list here, uh, Poison open up and say Ah twenty six. Mm. That that's a top ten for me, man. Yeah. It's got every other song on that record was. It's a the hit. best. It's the best Poison record. Easily, right? oh yeah. yeah, easily, yeah, yeah. So, so, so here's here's a, here's something. Let me just back up slightly because the person who wrote this snippet for the Bullet Boys Freak Show from 1991, which happens to be number 30, which I have no idea how this works. Um, yeah. It's like having already established themselves as the carriers of the Van Halen torch with their self-titled debut. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very, I have a very sordid past with Mark Torian. Okay, well, he wanted to be Dave. I, mean. I hated him. I hated him. Every time we went somewhere, they were opening up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were on every tour for like two years. Right. It was like when I moved to Seattle. In the first five years that I lived in Seattle, every time I went to a show, a local show, Chris Cornell's brother's band was opening up. Oh, yeah. Power Man 5000? No, no. That was that was Rob Zombie's brother. Oh, shoot. No. Chris Cornell has a younger brother. Right. I played with them one time. Yeah. And his band opened up every show I went. I don't know. I kept seeing this band. I hated them. I did not like their band. Dang. Anyway. I can't remember the name. I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of their name either. Yes. Okay. Now, how does how you know? So enough's enough. I enjoy, but how does David Lee Ross eat him and smile rank below enough's enough? I have no idea. <laughs> that, I, how is that not at least a top twenty record? Uh, yeah, it's got to be. It Dumb. Th- That's what. Yeah. This. That's what. That's the fun of like going through this list. Is like, come on, Rolling Stone. Uh, the <laughs> love hate comes in at number twenty. I have this record. I have so this did I. CD. I saw it's, Love Hate at Mississippi Nights. Sure, I was probably time. with you. <laughs> you probably were. And uh, they I were mean, pretty they were good. Re- they were really good. Yeah, but I mean, one record gets you top twenty all time. Mm. I don't, it wasn't that great. No, one, and if and if they thing. ran, if they ran, if they ran a Love Hate song, would you know that it was Love Hate? Like if if I played one for you right now, I said, "What band is this?" Would you be able to pick um, It Probably depends not. on this. I would know one or two songs, but if it was something, you know, a deep cut or something, there's no chance. Yeah, Pyromania at seventeen is horribly underrated. Yeah, I agree. Um, and um, let's see. And probably, well, I think the two right underneath that too: Cinderella, Night Songs, and Cherry Pie. Like those need to be higher too. If we're talking yeah. like I hair bands, uh, yeah, I think the list comes into focus here at like fifteen. Like things start things start to make more sense. Okay, you know, I think yeah. that you know once you get it, like these these feel good to me. Kicks blow my fuse at eight seems a little high. A little, it seems <laughs> a lot high to me. I don't know how they got so much love. I, I but I was never a Kicks fan. Like you know the, the one cereal song perhaps. Was, <laughs> not even that only if you put it in like some checks mix or something you know <laughs> my mom would try to do that sometimes the sidebar 
she'd throw in like the oddball cereal to the Chex Mix, and I'd be like, Mom, what is this? Just give me the wheat, the <laughs> rice, you know, make it normal here. Quit throwing in the weird cereal. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, that that was high for me too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the two Motley Crue albums that are up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're ben- I think I think they're benefiting. I think they're benefiting from. I think they're benefiting from uh, recent moviedom. But yeah. I think but I think too the fast fact for, that go ahead. Too go fast ahead. for love and shout at the devil both show up here in the top twelve. Right. Right. Right, Too Fast and, Love's number nine, and, and I, uh, Shout at the Devil's four. And I think Girls, Girls, Girls is the best is the best Motley Crue record. Absolutely, it's not even on the list. It's not even on the list. Neither so, Doctor Feelgood, and that was a number one album. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm but like, I mean, it's, you, again, it's a list. But there's, I mean, these are these are the kinds of things that if people who who were fans of this this music sat down, they would never let the people get away with this. Yeah, yeah, totally not. Um, do you think they nailed number one? Do you think that that's right? Hey, hey, got that all awesome right. timer again. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Seal <laughs> back. Seal is back for a, for the metal show. Seal is back. I think hysteria is. You know what? The you know what the thing about hysteria is like it's not just a record. Hysteria is. Like a whole, there's a whole thing that's involved with hysteria, right? It's right. Rick Allen loses an arm. Like they right. figure a way to get him back in. Right. The, the record's tanking, and then sugar hits. Yes. And the whole, and then for two and a half years, it's it's nothing but, but the biggest thing on the planet. Right. And of course, yeah. they have the the Def Leppard behind the music is maybe one of the best. Of that oh, it's series. fantastic! Yeah, There's just it, so much crap going on. There's alcoholism and understage orgies and people losing limbs. Yeah, it's it's amazing. If yeah, if you whoever if you haven't watched that, do yourself a favor. If you're a fan of this kind of music, it's absolutely a must watch. Yeah, it's it's the it's the best of them all. But yeah, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with hysteria being being the best of the of the 80s I, again you know having like poison here look at the cat dragon at number two i think like you said open up i think is a better record yeah but and what so curiously also not on this list was bon jovi new jersey which again, i thought yeah. man they are they wrote the book on it right so, I yeah mean, they, they have to have on here <laughs> <laughs> to have to have some of these bands have two records on this list and Bon Jovi not does seem a little does seem a little uh, suspect. But again, list making I think list making is challenging. But yeah, <laughs> I think we can agree that ab- above about fifteen, this whole this whole list just goes right to hell. It's yeah, terrible. and you just wonder like who are the dudes that are writing this thing? Like, did you even grow up with this kind of music? No, or... millennials are writing this. The stuff. same with the, the guitar <laughs> players that we did last time I was on the show. It's like, do you even know who these people are? Do you have you even listened to the songs? No, they haven't. It's brutal too. It's like, come on. You're just making everyone mad. All right. If you're out there listening, go ahead and send us, uh, go ahead and tweet at us your favorite uh, hair metal record. I, it may show up on this list. It may not. Who knows? It could be something really awesome. You know, this is the this is the part where, this is always the part where the hair metal line, you have to draw between the hair metal line and the actual metal people. 
because God forbid, you know, you you throw you throw like Judas Priest into a hair metal list, and then people really lose their mind. Oh yeah, they'll come unglued on you. Well, you noticed that uh, Guns and Roses wasn't on here either. I did notice that, and they're they're, they're distinctly a hair nation type of band. Yeah, I mean, they're I'm yeah they they sort of rose above it. Yeah, they but, like bridged a gap. You know, like um, there was a gap there between what was you know the the hair bands like this, and then what was slowly becoming the grunge scene and there was like a few bands that sort of bridged that gap and gnr was one of them and they didn't really fit into a category you know yeah, they, they they were their own deal yeah they, they, they made their own category yeah and they still are they still sort of are their own category yeah totally totally all righty well that was Great. fun man that yeah. was cool yeah um rolling stone should just call us and have us make the list for them i mean we <laughs> honest to god we should just we would i i'd sit down for an hour and i'd have a better list than this well i'm sure you know someone from rolling stone is listening right now so <laughs> by no, all means not. give us a tweet you know <laughs> tweet we'll at take, us rolling stone we'll take care of you yeah we'll, we'll hook you up. it'll be cheap too <laughs> That's probably right. a, probably a lot less than you're paying these jokers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, segment two. Here we go. We're gonna bring back um, the favorite guitar player list, uh, just because we had it. Yeah. And uh, and I thought it'd be fun for us to just look at it and sort of point out our favorite our favorite performances uh, from these particular artists. Um, so, I'll be interested to see how similar or different our performances are. Now we've gone we've gone uh, with Brian's list as as it is the the better list. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. So number eleven, we have Warren Demartini Here from we go. Rat. Yeah. All right. What did you what what uh, what performances did you like from Warren? Okay. There. First of all, just you could pick any number of songs from these dudes or performances from any of these guys, it would probably be, you know, just as good as anything that I've picked, you know, but right. I tried to stay true to it. It's like, you have to like, you have to make a cut. You have to decide, you have to pick one. You can't right. say, Oh, I like this one and this one and this one, you know? So I tried too bad. To Cause that's how I always do these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. So I made the hard choices. Man. All right. All right. You so, make it good for you. And some of them, you know, are obvious and some of them I, weren't so obvious so uh i went to their first album out of the cellar and there's a song on there called back for more that is just a great song and deep uh, cut Going it, it's deep kind cut. of a deep cut yeah and but warren is just warren on that song you know Got and it. It, it the like the riff in the tune is really good throughout the song and then the guitar solo he just absolutely shreds it and he gets all those awesome squeals that he, you know that he's just mm -hmm. it, signature warren Martini stuff Yes. The uh, so I always liked Rat when they were a little more on the pop side, not like dance. That's too far. That's you've gone too far with mm -hmm. dance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although I like that intro. Uh, so for me, it's You're in Love. Oh yeah. Okay. You're in love. That's that's my Rat sweet spot. Like that and like Lay It Down. But but for me, like right. that You're in Love is is uh, is a is the perfect Rat song for me. I man, I can totally agree with that. Like I said, you could. You know, you could name any one of them, and I would be like, "Yes, yes." It was it was L A. Let's pedal that A. Let's pedal an A, and then we'll just make a riff around that. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Love it. That's, that's where the that's where the that's where the magic is in in uh, 1986, 85 Los Angeles. Okay, John Sykes. Uh, John Sykes, I got still the night. I, I agreed. Uh, the whole 
guitar solo in that thing like blew my mind the first time I heard it. And it was one of those, it's like, I don't even know how this dude is playing this, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, plus the, the riff in the song is just so powerful. And uh, I, I, that was an obvious choice for me. I yeah. didn't even really have to think about that one. It's obviously just a play on Zeppelin, but it's it's really very well it's really great. Played. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's that part after the goofy little violin break, the or the cello break. Yeah. And then then he just he's just exploding underneath and it's not turned up very loud. It's buried in the mix, you're but right. But he's absolutely just smoking. Yeah, he is just shredding it up at that point. Yeah. Plus, plus the Sykes vibrato is maybe one of my favorite vibratos in all of like in all of the guitar. It's like this big wide, like Zach Wild kind of comes close, but it's this big wide vibrato. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't get nearly great. enough credit, man. Like no. he did a lot for a lot of different people, and well, it just went widely unnoticed. Well, I mean, David Coverdale hopefully sends him Christmas cards at least every year. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> Something. Man. He owes no. him at least that. Fruitcake, you know. <laughs> Good grief. All right. Vito Brada. I love I love so Vito to me is the is the the per, well, I think I said this last time, but he's the perfect he's the Edward Van Halen echo, right? He's the if there's Michael Jordan and there's Kobe, right? Right. And right. then there's like Edward Van Halen and then like there's for me there's you know, it's 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 Vito. Yeah. I Which totally what, agree. what's what's your favorite? Well, I'm going to go way back on this one, but it's going to be kind of a similar song that uh, you would know also. So it's kind of two songs in one. So from their first album, uh, Fight to Survive, there's a song called Broken Heart. And they redid it on a later album, uh, re-recorded it. But if you listen to it, and I didn't really notice this till today because I went back and I listened to some old White Lion stuff. If you listen to it, it's almost the same song as Wait. Like, oh yeah, it is eerily similar. Even the guitar solo, like with all the finger tapping and all the stuff that goes on in the guitar solo, broken, uh-huh. broken. He he basically redid and like cleaned up broken heart and made it a new song and made and, it into weight and called it weight. Yeah, my this, favorite Vito brought up so the song weight. structure and everything is the same with the acoustic <laughs> guitar intro. And I'm, it's, I'm like, back. Wait, wait a second. I'm going to go back and listen to that now. Do that. It's fun. Yeah. All right. The solo from Little Fighters, my absolute favorite Vito Brada solo. I knew you were going to say that, too. That solo is crazy <laughs> awesome. It's stupid good. Stupid yeah. good. Yeah. You might not love it. Oh, there's like there's these stops and reverses and stuff in that in that solo that just make me happy. Like, they, they're thrilling. It's like that album, he even got more technical than he was before. Yeah, the songs aren't as good, but that solo is... His top. guitar playing is it's top notch. Yeah, it's just as yeah. good. Yeah, for it makes sure. Me, it definitely makes me happy. Um, LA All right, Guns. number yep, Tracy uh, Guns. Tracy Guns. Uh, Electric Gypsy from the first album, man. Mm. When he has that one part to where, like, the the break that dun dun well yes, dun, and dun, then dun. he starts with that <laughs> hammer thing that he does, and he <laughs> just is smoking it. Yes, and I, oh my god, that is just a classic song. Tracy Guns, man. For me, it's rip and tear, especially when they when they just throw the tempo out at the end, and he just goes faster and faster and faster. And you know, in the studio, they're like saying, "How fast do you think Tracy can play?" <laughs> yeah, don't test me. <laughs> don't test. Me. I got plenty, pal. <laughs> yeah, you're not even right. touching it at this All point. Right. Yeah. George Lynch. So here, I'm going to break my own rule uh, uh-huh. of not being able to pick one. Um, <laughs> you only got to number seven. Yeah, you're breaking the rule. <laughs> so I picked uh, Mr. Scary 
from uh, sure uh, back, back to the attack. Yeah. Um, but since that is a solo, like that is strictly like there's no words to that song. Right. Um, I did another one where it was actually a song, you know, that had a riff and everything to it. Um, and in my dreams, I picked for that one. Got it. Got and it. mainly for the guitar solo in that one. Yeah. But if I had to make a cut, I would probably cut in my dreams and I would go Mr. Scary. All right. Just got lucky for me. And not because of the solo, because the rhythm part of that so- that song is the best. Yes. The dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it. that's uh no, just yeah, just got lucky. It's the part where it's the verse part. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I yeah. was thinking of a different song. Yeah, you were thinking uh it's not love. It's not love, right. right. Anyway. I got that from the thing. All right, Nuno Betancourt, one of my favorite guitar players ever. God, this was another tough one, man. This is a tough one. Because he had so many you could pick from. Right. I went on the first album, Play With Me. That, that solo is just ridiculous. <laughs> and I've seen him play that solo live a couple of times, and it just I can't believe it. It's its one of those things you watch it. It's like, I can't believe that just got played. It's where he gets like that really staccato-y stuff. That, and Tracy Guns did the same thing with Electric Gypsy, and it's... Like I don't even know how those guys do that no. and make it sound so clean. It's just it's impossible. Amazing. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, for me, it's decadence dance. Oh, which nice. Is just a which is just a just him just on fire. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have expected that one from you. I would have no. expected something from the first album. It's just super showy and his tone gets really good in Pornography. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. Anyway, he figured something out. I mean, good the production riff, value. Good riff throughout that song too. So yeah, uh, I agree Paul, with that. Paul Gilbert. Okay, I couldn't pick. So <laughs> this is like two in the last three. <laughs> so pick anything from Racer X. All right, that's, that's what I put down. Right. Anything. I, I mean, I wrote technical down, difficulties was I good. Wrote scarified. I wrote scarified. Okay, I liked um, uh, YRO from the first album was really good. Yeah. Uh, I have a I have a soft spot for uh, GVRO the uh, that's the the Gilbert classical thing where he does the Goldberg variations he plays Bach. Oh God, that he plays, I haven't heard that, but my God. Yeah, GVRO is what it's called. Okay, and uh, he plays Bach. It's two out. it's it's two guitars. He plays two guitars, and he plays uh, Goldberg variation number four essentially, which is one of my favorite. Now, if you've never listened to the Goldberg variations for you classical music people, I'm going to throw some classical sidebar classical music. Uh huh. There's a guy named Glenn Gould who recorded the Goldberg variations. I think there are like 29 of them, box Goldberg variations. Okay. When he recorded them, like the first one he recorded like 1968 or 69, and he plays them like double super fast. And he's kind of an insane guy, like by all by oh, all accounts. Like he's crazy. Like literally crazy. Yeah. And uh, And then he re-records the Goldberg variations again in like 19 in the early 80s like 82 or 83 with a much more like a much more languid pace okay and i i think i prefer the second one but the first you have to listen to goldberg variations because he might be on cocaine i'm not really sure what his <laughs> his deal is but um uh, um maybe glenn maybe another glenn gold story in the ot uh, just remind me to tell cool him. yeah i will for sure ingve right. ingve uh, i went with heaven tonight Heaven Tonight. I love that song, dude. That song, that song is, well. Seal. Seal. Um, the, uh, so Heaven Tonight for me is all about Joe Lynn Turner. The singer. Oh, uh, yeah. The singer, right. 
God, is he's so stinking good. Yeah. But and of course you get the Ingve, the Ingve, uh, the Ingve, the super Ingve solo. And plus, it's all throughout it too. Like you <laughs> yeah. get those super sweepy things that are just happening, like between you know sure. lyrics. Now, so if that's that's the only. That, I'm not very deep on the Ingve catalog. However, I have sat through in various pieces. I couldn't do it all in one sitting because it's impossible. But from about five years ago, it's <laughs> go look this up on YouTube. <laughs> the Ingve Johann Malmsteen Concerto Suite for Electric Guitar and Orchestra in E flat minor oh God. performed with the New Japan Philharmonic. Oh my God, that has it's, to be ridiculous. It's all the Ingve you'll ever need. <laughs> It's an hour. How long is it? It's an, an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. Good night. And but what's amazing? The New Japan Philharmonic. God bless them for for signing up for this deal. <laughs> Putting but up with it. It's 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 really self indulgent and amazing. And it's and it's like fat Ingve. It's like oh, okay. fat fat Ingve. He's got the big hair. Yeah. He's wearing like this this uh, pirate shirt underneath uh, like a tailcoat. Is it, it's wide open and he's all fat. It's like, dude, it's like, it's not 1983 anymore. You're not skinny Ingve anymore. You're like fat Ingve with a wide open shirt. He's made some money, man. The guy ate, and then, you know, that's what he happens. Can, but he can still play, man. There's, there's no question about it. He's, he's, it's, there's some amazing parts of it. Like I, I could not ingest it all in one, in one sitting. It I'm going to have to check it, that out. It I wrote me, it down so I wouldn't forget. It took me several days. <laughs> so that's one of those things though like after you know a, a day or two of it I okay i i can't handle anymore but you know you, i would probably want to kill myself right but then you're like pot committed right it's like oh well, i've already sat through 35 minutes of this i could you know i should be able to sit through it's gonna force your way through the rest of yeah, it you might as well right I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the uh, yes, the Ingve Johann Malmsteen Concerto Suite for Electric Guitar and Orchestra in E flat minor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> no promises, but I'll, I'll give it an effort. Give report back to us later. Um, <laughs> Edward Van Halen. Okay, this was for me. This was next to impossible. Of course it is. Um, but I went with as far as like a performance piece. Uh, cathedral because I had never heard a dude do anything like that on a guitar until I heard that song or that that piece and was just like okay and really Eddie cool. he had so many other ones like as I was just going through them uh, today and, and the other day and it's like God, well, I could pick this I could pick that I could pick this sure. but I, I had to make the cut man so I made the cut and I, did, I called it Cathedral because it was it floored me when I heard it. For me, it's hot for teacher. Okay. Uh, hot for teacher because there's that. I can't believe that. you went with some off 1984. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, it, of all it, the Edward Van Halen stuff. Well, here's the beauty of hot for teacher. Full Ed intro, right? Like yeah. just, just right out of the gate, right? You get the drum intro. Then you get the, the huge Ed tapping thing. Yep. And then uh, there's an amazing guitar solo that's double long. It it's does really, go twice, doesn't it's it? It's yeah. really, it's really indulgent, and I love it. Yeah. Anyway, and like I said, yeah, can't man, go wrong there. No, you can't. That's that's a good one too. And you could have picked anything, and it would have been, oh yeah, totally. Sure. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Vi, Steve Vi, Steve Vi. I'm going with Jack Butler in Crossroads. <laughs> Greatest Eugene, Vi performance e ever. Eugene's trick bag. He wins. <laughs> Jack Butler. I'm so team Jack Butler. I can't even tell you how. 
team Jack Butler I am. I know. Yep. That that's it, man. I'm like I'm I don't even have to think about that one. You know, at one point I went through a bunch of the Paganini Caprice fives that uh-huh. get played on YouTube. Like if you just type in Paganini Caprice five, yeah. you'll find that little that classical number. Right. Like played like on every instrument there is. Okay. And there's some young woman on a violin who just blows it up. It's amazing. No anyway. kidding. So that yeah. would be interesting. I would I would enjoy that too. I'm gonna yeah. have to write that one down or I'll forget. Yeah. That's the yeah yeah yeah. So for me, uh, for Vi, I wrote down liberty, and I just like liberty. It's 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 a very familiar melody, right? It's just um, no. Which album was that from? That's off um, Passion Warfare. It's the first track off Passion Warfare. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's two performances of it that I really love. There's one where he's on Letterman. He plays it on Letterman. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, at the release of Passion and Warfare, like 1980, it must have been 80, must have been 88 or 89, or I'm sorry, 89 or 90. Yeah, 90, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he plays it on Letterman, and then again, this is this is me being nerdy, but there's also a performance of Liberty where he plays it with the Holland Metropole Orchestra. You love this stuff. I know. I just, <laughs> stick, a, stick a guitar god with an orchestra and build us it, all in. I'm in. I'm, 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 I'm like Metallica S and M. I'm in. Just you know, just whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm all in. Anyway, so two performances. The Letterman, or, then then thirty years later with the Holland Metropole Orchestra, um, both amazing. Uh, so, but both, uh, and you can see how the the the. Uh, he plays a little differently and um i don't know just uh i just love that song uh number one satriani satriani i got and this again another one i could have picked any number of songs but one of my favorite and it's just because of the feel of the song that the drummer gets like in the pocket and you you feel like you're just floating away somewhere was flying in a blue dream yeah I like and that of one. course, and of course, you know Joe is just all over the place in that in that tune. Also, yeah, he's an amazing live act, by the way. It's oh, just, I saw him. Yeah, it's just I I can't even tell you. It's so it's 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 something else. Um, you know what's even even funnier now about him that I've noticed because he's all bald now. Uh huh. And uh, he wears like the mirror, shit, like <laughs> yeah. full mirrors, man. And like so the wraparound, he, the wraparound sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so. I mean, now he even looks like more like an alien, you know, <laughs> it's right. like you just don't even belong on this planet, dude. Yeah. The, the glasses match the mirroring on his, his guitar. The whole thing It's just a whole thing happening. Yeah. It is fantastic too. For me, it's always with you, always with me. Oh, all right. I like that one. And you know, he gave us that little, that little, uh, that little flashy thing he does on the, that little one string tapping thing, which is something we never heard before. He yeah. sort of. He kind of he kind of brought that you know to say he invented it is kind of a maybe too much to say but to but to put that that little uh, that little one string tapping run in is just awesome and and the nice yeah, thing that about that good. one string tapping run is like like goofs like me can play it <laughs> which yeah. is which makes you feel like which makes you like feel super cool yeah like I can sit sure, there man. and like and play I can play that little uh, that little run anyway well good hey, hey check it out I'm playing Satriani man hey check it out I'm awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Look how good I am. Yeah, well, that was cool. I think that was a good uh, that was a good list. 
That was good. That was a good use of. Uh, anyway, I think there's some things that we both need to to look at before we uh, uh, later on after we after the podcast is over. A little. Well, all I all I really have to do is search up any guitar player with an <laughs> orchestra, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, Villa, check this out," and you're going to be yeah. all in. I mean, no, I've already seen it. <laughs> True. You kidding me? You kidding me? I seen it all. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Oh yeah, you're late, been you're there. late to the party, bro. <laughs> All right, now the now the now the segment three. Oh God, okay. the one that you've been the I'm one that you've fidgeting been fidgeting uh, in my chair. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I have a game, a little right, game. I like games. Yeah, yeah. This is a good game. This this game um this game I called um I'm with the band, where we quiz and try to f- remember all the names of the people in these certain bands. Oh man, do you have the answers in front of you? No. Oh, okay. That's because because we're we're playing it together. Okay, and we'll All see. Right. But so I thought I'd start easy, and I'll and I'll I'll say to you, I'll see if I can fill in some of the things if you miss. But it's about this way. So let's let's start easy. Like the Beatles. Okay, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Okay, easy enough. That was easy enough. The Stones. All right. Um, Any lineup will do. Okay, uh, Bill Wyman, Keith Richards. Uh, Charlie Watts and uh, I can't believe I just can't think of the singer. <laughs> He's like the most the famous singer. guy in the book. The singer. No, you're freezing. You're locking up. His name is Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. <laughs> What's the matter with me? What's the matter yeah. with you? Ron Wood. Uh, yeah, oh, I forgot Ronnie Wood. Yeah. Brian Jones, if you guys, if you're for you old school types. All right. <laughs> Big Jagger. How can you stumble? You know, okay, just relax, baby. I panic, relax, dude. Relax, I told dude. You I'm sweating over here. <laughs> relax. You can do this. Joking. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, John Bonham, John Paul Jones. Oh, good for you. And the Who. Oh God. Uh, Roger Daltrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Moon. Yeah. Uh, Pete Townsend. And uh, John Anthwistle. Very nicely done. Thank you. All right, that was just the warm up, dude. <laughs> that's See, just the, 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 it's going that's, way back to some like classic <laughs> rock era, man. That that's right. Maybe that's not okay. right in my wheelhouse. But. I, but I figured they were. I figured that was the that was the that was a good place to start, just to okay. get the just to get oh, just shake it out, just shake yeah. it out, just to get the just to, uh, just to introduce you into the game. All right. And I'm assuming okay. you knew all of those as well. I, I did. I knew all of those. Okay. All right. Now uh, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, a little, uh, a little, um, we're going to up the, perhaps up the, uh, the difficulty slightly. All right. Sounds all right. good. ACDC. Okay. Uh, any lineup will do? Any lineup will do. Uh, Angus Young, Malcolm Young. Okay. Uh, I'll go Brian Johnson. Sure. But I know Bon Scott. Sure, sure. Um, classic lineup. You're the the back and black lineup is the classic lineup for me. Yeah. Uh, shit, I'm done, dude. I'm, Cliff I'm Williams. Cliff Williams on bass. Never would have got that in a million years. Phil Rudd. Phil Rudd on drums. Oh, Phil Rudd. I should have known. All right. Yeah. Hey, this one's tricky because we all love this band, but do you know the names of the people in this band? Do you know the names of the people in Judas Priest? Uh, Rob Halford. Okay. Uh, K.K. Downing, Glenn Tipton. Very good. It gets hard now. And then I'm done. The rhythm section's a little rough. <laughs> then I'm out. <laughs> Ian Hill. Oh, man, I've heard that name, yeah. And Dave Holland. 
that's the classic. That's that's sort of the classic um, Judas Priest line. I never would have got Dave Holland. Ian Hill, maybe if I would have really thought hard. <laughs> All right, very good. You're doing well. You're doing you're doing really well. Thanks. I think, you know, yeah, I think you're doing great. Don't 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 beat yourself <laughs> up. All right, Quiet Riot. Uh, Kevin I hope you're bro. But by the way, I hope you're playing along at home because this is this is this is good stuff. Yeah, Kevin Dubrow. Uh, uh, Bro-a. I think there's a bro Okay. There. Carlos right. Cavazzo. Very, very nice. Rudy Sarzo. And... Uh, the drummer. Oh, God, I know it. Tommy Aldridge. No. no. Um, oh, he's a famous guy, too. I should know it. Oh, I don't know if he's... I wouldn't know if he's... Well, famous he's famous to he's me. Famous. Um, <laughs> I don't I'm blanking. I'm out. Uh, Frankie Benali. What? Yeah. Yeah, Frankie Benali, the drummer for Quite Right. Okay, I I was thinking of somebody else. Yeah, um, let's see the. Uh, oh, I clicked off of it. Um, I could have said Randy Rhodes too. Just, you very you could. He was in the band at one you point. You could have. How about White Lion? Well, that's easy. Well, maybe not the drummer. <laughs> No offense, dude. <laughs> it's always, by the way, it's always the drummer who gets screwed yeah. on these deals. By the way, so Mike Tramp, Vito Brada, James Lomenzo, and give me an initial. Give me his first initial. Uh, his um, um, his, well, his first name's Greg. Oh shoot! No, nope. no, nothing, nothing. Nope. Greg D'Angelo. Greg D'Angelo. Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of generic. Yeah, I'm not giving you the easy. I'm not giving you. I'm not. I'm not going to give you like Motley Crue. Did you know Greg D'Angelo? Did you? Yeah, no, I knew. Okay, so you haven't been stumped on anything yet. Um, not yet, but I think I might get stumped on this next one. (laughs) Iron Maiden. Oh man, yeah. Iron Maiden's a tough one. Bruce Dickinson, uh, Steve Uh Harris. Yeah, Steve Harris. By the way, Steve Harris. By the way, like the greatest. Oh he's like, yeah, he's so, hands down one of the greatest bass players he's ever. So, he's so awesome. Yeah, I love him so much. Um, if people, you know, like really true Iron Maiden purists, might even give me shit about Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, well, here's the funny part about here's the funny part about um, the uh, the funny part about Iron Maiden is that they're a heavy metal band. And nobody knows who the freaking uh, nobody knows who the guitar players are. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's it's a funny thing. But um, uh, Nico McBrain is the drummer. Oh yeah. See, I and should know this because they they're on tour, and uh, I listened to Eddie Trunk, and he's been going off about Iron Maiden and talking about it. He even did like an Iron Maiden top twenty list and talked about it for. Like three days. <laughs> you still, yeah. I still can't remember, but Nico McBrain, yeah, yeah. Um, Adrian Smith, and oh god, I can never remember the other the other guitarist's name. And if you were to like put a picture up of the other guitarist and uh, and uh, Adrian Smith, <laughs> would I know which one's which? <laughs> I wouldn't know which one was which if they all stood in a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like kind of a weird thing about Iron Maiden because I love Iron Maiden. 
I do. I, do, I honestly do. Oh, I do too, man. I, but there's something about that band that just it's not. It's just like Bruce and then these guys. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Uh, Rat. Stephen Piercy, Warren D. Martini. Uh huh. Um. Uh, Bobby Blotzer. <laughs> Very good. And uh, that that's it. You don't know the bass player? I don't think I do. Oh, sure it, you do. Give me his initial. Uh, JC. JC. No, don't know. Juan. Crucier. Juan Crucier. Okay. And the late Robin Crosby. I should have known Juan Crucier. Man, those guys. Man, those guys did a lot of drugs. Oh my God! Still. <laughs> yeah. I think they still have problems. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and again, you hear like these like hair met, the hair nation people be like, "And rats on tour," but ooh, they're not going to be able to play tonight. <laughs> What's funny is a lot of these guys now are writing like these memoir books and doing this kind of stuff, yeah. and nobody can remember shit. <laughs> they, they have to bring in like ghostwriters and all these other people to like jog their memory, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't remember that." And people tell no, dude, you were there, and we played this show and did that. Yeah, I have nothing. Yeah, no, nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. I got, I got, uh, I got zero. I can't help you. Oh gosh, um, Anthrax. Oh god, see, this is where I thought the the uh, the Benanti dude came in. Yes, Charlie Benanti. Charlie Benanti. Yeah, okay. is the is the drummer for Anthrax. Very yeah, good. but you had him mixed with you had him mixed with Frankie Benali. There you go. Uh, okay, Very so I got uh, Scotty Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is there a Chuck somebody? No Chuck, not that I can recall. Okay. Shoot. There's. I'm out. Yeah. Okay, so there's Joey Belladonna. Yeah. And then there's Frank Bello, who's the bass player. <sighs> Yeah, dang it. Scott Ian, Charlie Bonani, and I can't remember. So it's it's Ian, Scott Ian, and then it's Ian somebody, right? Isn't the other like isn't the other miniature guitarist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's the funny. I, I was never the biggest Anthrax fan. I don't know. No, I just I could never get on their bandwagon. I tried, and it was just yeah. like this just isn't for me. They were just I don't know. They're just a little too New York or something. There's something going on there that wasn't uh, wasn't great for me either. Um the Backstreet Boys. Oh God, no way! <laughs> Where's Ty when we you need have, him? You have the wrong guest host, my friend. Just threw that in there because I was gonna be I was gonna be thrilled if you could have come up with like one name. Like I don't even name. think I can come up with one. And I've listened to your show, so I know that you know all of them. <laughs> And so I should at least know one from listening to your show. Any but, of the new kids? Maybe any of the new kids on the block? Can you name any of the new kids? Uh, JT? Was no, he a new kid? Right, no, no, he was, he was an NSYNC. Oh, shit. See? That, that's as good as it gets, <laughs> man. <laughs> that's tremendous. Uh, Poison. Uh, Ricky Rocket, CC DeVille, Bobby Dahl, Brett Michaels. Very good. Like my, one of my favorite that was things. like reverse order. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, in like reverse order of like what people would think, like what yeah. people would know. Yeah. I always like the beginning of their cover of uh, Rock and Roll All Night where he goes, Rocket! And then Ricky plays it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why. Hey! Seal's hey. back. Yeah, all right. Give us a couple more and then we can. Uh, you want a couple move, more? Move into the OT. Yeah, this is fun. All right. All right, here we go. Um, let's see. Megadeth. 
Oh, there's a lot it. of rotating, but I, this my the classic lineup for me is the Rust in Peace lineup. Okay, That's Dave, my, Dave Mustaine, Dave uh-huh. Ellefson, right? Marty Friedman, yes, and the drummer. <laughs> you're like remember that bit that Leary used to do it's like Van Halen it's Dave Eddie Eddie's brother and the other guy and the other right. Right. <laughs> that's like that's like playing this game with you it's uh, three guys and the, the drummer I don't know what the hell his name you is you don't count Nick Menza Nick Menza yeah and R.I.P. Nick Menza yeah and that's a fantastic metal drum performance on, yeah. Rest, on Rest in Peace Rest in Peace stupid good um any members of the Sting solo band? Lots, uh, Manu, lots. Manu Kachke? Yeah. Okay. If you get uh, any, if you get all three drummers, I'll give you, a, I'll give you, a, I'll give you, a, I'll give you some candy. <laughs> See, this is the only thing I may know the drummers. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from hanging out with you, right? I always felt like Sting chose drummers that were so good that that would piss off. It would, it would piss off Stuart. Like Stuart yeah. got pissed. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. I found three guys who are who like bury you, <laughs> who are way better than you ever were. <laughs> because you know, Stuart would just be like full. Because Stuart's all full of himself, right? Yeah, for like sure. Stuart Copeland's like complete egomaniac. He still is. I and I enjoy watching videos of him because, but he's complete egomaniac. Yeah. And so I know Sting was just like, "F you, Stuart. Like, here, here. Let me bring on. Let me bring on Manu Kachke. <laughs> let me bring on Vinny Kaliuta. Yeah, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Let me bring on. Um, oh my gosh, I had his, I had his name on the tip of my tongue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be no help on this one. You're not gonna be any help on this one. No. Any of the keyboardists? They're all great too. No. Kenny Kirkland. Kenny Kirkland's amazing. The only keyboardist I know about, is Greg Fillinges. Yeah. Also excellent. <laughs> the Munch, Daryl Jones, played on Dream. Okay. That's when. Uh, I always liked it when uh, when um, when Sting decided not to play bass, but um, but those I remember seeing him and that them as a I guess as a five piece. So Sting on bass, then uh, Mega Dominic. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Dominic Miller, Dominic Greg Filinges, and mm-hmm. uh, and Vinny Caliuta. So I think that might have been the last time I saw Sting as a solo act. God, that's it. Just and a rock solid. Oh band. my god! Stupid, stupid. They like it was during. I think it was like summon ten summoners tales. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. dumb. All right. Anyway, one, more. One, one more. One more. Do I have another one? Do we got time for another one? Oh, we've always got time for another one. I mean, come on. All right, last one. What are we doing? What are we doing anyway? You threw the Sting solo <laughs> band at me, and I feel like I just I got to go out on a high note here. You got to go on a high note. Um, let's see here. Um, man, dead air, dead air. Can you believe that? I don't have another one written down. That was, I think oh. you got through all the ones I had. Twisted right. Sister. <laughs> man, don't nobody know who's in Twisted Sister. No, D Snyder, that's it. I should go back to the, I should go back. Def Leppard. Okay, there you go. That's a good um, one. This will end on Def Leppard. Okay, so, uh, uh, Phil Collin, uh, right. Rick Allen, yeah. Rick Savage, mm. uh, Steve Clark, or you go Vivian Campbell. Yeah, either. Either's fine. And, uh, uh, Joe, uh, <laughs> and, and Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. 
Joe Elliott. <laughs> Man. Good job, Brian. I'll give right. you I give you an A plus for all that. Good for you. Thanks, that man. That was cool. Oh, uh, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Funny. All right. You know what this part is? Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> it's OT, and it's time for Dad Jokes of the Week. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do it right. Woo! Thank you. All right. All right, so you're the guest, Brian. Did you uh, you prepared something for us today? I, I have two. All right, excellent. We'll um, take two. I, I have just like a normal one. Okay. And then uh, I've heard some other people do some sort of uh, rated R ones. So <laughs> I, I, I have a rated a rated R one oh, as well. Oh well, okay. Well, we have an explicit tag, so okay. Should be so uh, so the first one I have is uh, why did the football coach go to the bank? I he wanted know. to get his quarterback. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, pretty bad, right? This is terrible. Okay. <laughs> I'll make up for it here. All right. <laughs> I don't even know if I can say this. What do you call a herd of cows masturbating? <laughs> Beef stroking off. Ah, yes. <laughs> Thank you. My my dad joke of the week is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> God, all right. I'm going to squirt ketchup in my eyes when the clock strikes on New Year's Eve because I was told hindsight was 2020. Oh. <laughs> God, dude. That's, that's a long way, dude. I don't even know. I don't know. I thought, I thought hindsight was funny. I don't know. All God, right. All God right. help us. God you guys help are getting us. a lot of mileage out of this 2020 thing, aren't you? <laughs> well, it's, it's, this it's is almost like the over. Eighth dad joke I've heard that had 2020 to do with it. Why? I know it's the other one. 20 the 2020 vision Hi. was hindsight. God, what? You know? <laughs> no, is that not working? Uh, is that not working? It's a dad joke. It's Maybe fun. there's something in there. Maybe we can fix that uh, one up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here in the OT, overtime. I just, uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask, um, you know, what do we, what do you do when your high school football team just sucks ass? Because, well, first of all, I'm gonna have to say that in the three years that I started as a football player, as in Carlinville, in Carlinville High School, as a Carlinville High School Cavalier, we lost two regular season games in three years. So, so I, no, uh, no, not accustomed to sucking. You know? So we we're so my daughter's high school team last week lost seventy to seven. Oh God! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you, That's. I mean, how would how would you even how would you even deal with that? So how do you deal with it as like uh, a member as a of human. the community or <laughs> like as, as a human like a, being, a student at the school? <laughs> like it just yes, as a, as just as a as a human being in general, like if you, if your kid was playing on a team that yeah. lost 70 to seven, how would you, uh, okay. what would you do? Oh man. Wouldn't that be um, just the worst? Yeah. But I think teams that get beat that bad, I think they kind of expect it. Like <laughs> we know we suck. So right. you just kind of accept it and you just, you well, know, let's go on to the next week, you know, and see what happens there. 
I know that I'm supposed to take the high road and say that sports teaches us many, many things. Skin beat 70 to 7 doesn't teach you anything other than how to take a beating. <laughs> it's like, really? You're going to get hurt out there. Like, I would, What would you tell your kid? He's like, go out there and try hard, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I just. That's a tough situation to be in. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think most schools will go through like some. You know, you go through some rebuilding times and things like that. And most schools are just bad all the time. So, like, you get a school around here. So, some schools around here are football schools. And some schools around here are basketball schools. And the basketball teams are awesome. And, like, go to the state finals, you know, every year. Mm. Or at least play in, like, the super sectionals. But their football teams just stink. I mean, they get beat 70 to 7. Right. So... You have to know that, like, okay, we'll take our lumps in football, but we're gonna come back and smoke you in hoops, man. Right. Yeah. But what if your but what if your kid played on the the terrible football team? You you do like you said, hey, go out there and try. <laughs> uh, take the high road. Yeah. You, you go. Know, you can't go teach ahead. You quit. Go, buddy. Just do your best. It's <laughs> right. Just the high road. Just hey, keep grinding. Could you imagine? Yeah. I just can't imagine sitting in those stands just as a parent of someone playing on that field and just getting whooped so bad and feeling like trying to feel good about it. I don't know, it's probably a shortcoming with myself, probably. But I, you know. So when I never played on a team that got beat that bad, but when I was a sophomore in high school, um, we were not good. Like our the varsity team that year. I think was had like the first losing season in like a decade, more than a decade, <laughs> something yeah. like twenty five years. It had been a long time, you know, and so big up, big up to Dev Inc. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was a pretty. Lo- I remember the feeling of that. It's just being a pretty lonely feeling because you know nobody's coming to the games and it's not like anybody's excited about you know your team. You know, it's right. like well, it, we didn't get crushed like that, but you know the confidence going into the game was like you know we're not going to win. I mean, it would take every, it would take a perfect game for us to beat this team. Right. And, but you know, then it happened the next year we got a little bit better. And then by the time I was a senior, we ran the table. Yeah. And you so, went to state, right? You actually went, you actually, did you, you actually went and played state, no, didn't you? That no, year? we didn't. Nope. You're short. We, you we won a short. couple of games. You won a couple yeah. of games. We won a couple of games and then, and then got bounced. Yeah. That's kind of uh, like my team. My senior year. Yeah. But I mean, so, I guess the what I'm trying to get to there is that, you know, you have a down year, but then, you know, it's sort of like a rebuilding thing. And so you're just kind of retooling. And and it's unfortunate for the kids who were seniors on that team because, you know, that was the last time most of them ever played football. Well, probably sure. all of them. <laughs> probably, yeah, I don't know. think any of those guys were playing in the next yeah. level. So it's too bad for them, but, you know. It's just the reality of it, right? It's the reality of it. And it's the reality of like what it means to be a, a high school football coach and you know, being able to build a program rather than just build a team. Right. Right. Anyway. Well I wish I wish my daughter's high school team the absolute best. <laughs> Let's hope they don't get whooped. <laughs> Let's hope they don't lose a hundred to nothing on homecoming. Hey, shout out to uh, my hometown. A uh, new poll came out number one in class six A. Six A? Yeah, I know. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a wow. huge school. There's like there's like fifteen hundred kids that go to the school. Seriously, fifteen hundred yeah. kids? Yeah, at Glenwood, freshman to senior. 
Wow. At Glenwood, yeah. So, and they're number one, Class Six A this week. Wow. Let's hope they. Uh, those are probably fun to go to then. Oh yeah, it's those are big time. It's events. exciting. Yeah. It's it's the whole town, you know, and especially when they get a rivalry game against like you know a crosstown school or something like that. I mean. A couple weeks ago, they played Sacred Heart Griffin, and I mean, it was eight thousand people at the games. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, but a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, I'm There's sure. Tailgating going on in the whole thing, man. Oh, amazing. Yeah. All right, my man. Thank you so much for joining us. This hey, week. appreciate you having me again. Any time you want to talk rock, man. I'm I'm down. <laughs> we'll have to find something else to talk about next time, <laughs> or not, or we can just keep talking about metal. Why do we have to find something else? I don't know. We I love it, man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen to the Two on Three podcast. You know how much we enjoy having you around. Uh, we hope you download, subscribe. Uh, Ty will be back next week. And until then, peace. <laughs>